Welcome to Noah Kagan Presents. What up, everyone? It's your boy, Ping Pong, a.k.a. Rabbi Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. In this short episode, I'm going to talk to you about my experience in Israel. Israel is a divisive place, I'll tell you that. When I told people I was going to Israel, I actually got a lot of people who said, that country is horrible, they are really mean to a lot of people, they suck, and I was shocked. And so I went there and I want to share some of the stories in upcoming episodes of people and companies that I met there, as well as tell you what my experience was like. I had three major takeaways that I'm excited to share with you today that really impacted my life and I think they'll help you with yours. And I'm going to share in upcoming episodes the founders of Fiverr.com, Lemonade.com, Guy Sherritt, who's this popular podcast out there, and a few other people so you can see the insights of what it's like to actually work and do businesses in Israel. Jewish people have done some pretty cool stuff in this world. Like Facebook is from Jews. Google is from Jewish people. This is a question everyone asks me. Is Israel safe? No, don't go there. Just kidding. Just kidding. Go there. Don't blame shit on me. It's very safe. But every place has a bomb shelter, which is crazy. They have all these crazy locks. So it is a very safe country. I definitely recommend you going there. The beaches are great. The people are great. The food is great. I had an epic time there. I highly recommend you go. For myself, I wanted to share a few tips that I took away from that month long of working in Israel. First off is focus. So I was riding my bike on the Ayelet, which is this really nice boardwalk along the beach. And I'm riding my bike and I'm listening to some music and I'm chilling out. And I was like, man, life's not great. Why is not great? Talk to me, no, talk to me, boy. And I said, well, because I'm not focused. Focus is doing something and doing it great. And I'm doing all these things good. And I started listing off all the things I was doing. I was like, all right, well, I've got sumo.com got appsumo.com. I have this podcast. I have YouTube. I have a blog. I have WordPress plugins. I have recruiting software. And I had leo.io, the Chrome extension. And I was like, man, Noah, do you think you can do all these things great or just most of them good? And I realized like, I can't do all those things great. That's just impossible. And so I started thinking to myself of all the things going on, what really matters the most to me? What's working well? What do I love? What do I see the biggest opportunity? But just more importantly, like, what can I really focus on? And the problem with focus is that you have to say no. So that's how you know if you're focused. You're saying no a lot. You're saying no, no. So you're focused by saying no to a lot of things. And for me, I said, well, I don't want to give up stuff. I don't want to sacrifice stuff. But that's actually going to get the biggest growth and the most success and a lot of opportunity for what you're doing. So I said, of all the things going on, what am I willing to cut? And I said, all right, what's going well really matters? I'm like, sumo.com matters the most to me in AppSumo. So that's number one. And number two, of all these projects going on, what is really the thing I should spend my time on? It's this podcast. For you, you're probably thinking, well, no, I don't want to give up stuff. I have all these things going on. Try this. So this is what I did on this bike ride. I said, well, I'm only going to focus on Sumo four days a week, and I'll have my podcast one day a week, and I'll do it for three months. So I will sacrifice everything else, but only for three months. And at the end of the three months, I can make that decision. Hey, do I want to change the time on this? Is this actually helping me go a lot further? And in the past few months since I've been back, I feel much more clear. I feel much more focused. And I feel like the results are actually much, much, much bigger because I'm focusing on just the things that matter. So I want you to reflect on, are you focusing on just the right things? Are you doing too many things? And what can you start saying no to, to start getting better results? Number two, clear goals and autonomy. We have a company, AppSumo.com, which is a Groupon for geeks. And we hired this guy, Eamon Al-Abdullah, who is my life savior. I love this dude. He's a great attitude. He's been running Sumo for, I think, about two and a half, three years. And he has just been doing an epic job. I would marry him if Litz didn't already take him. And so I was starting to think about, well, why is he doing such a great job running this business? 
one, how do we get so lucky to find him? But more importantly, how are we enabling him to do so well so that you're hiring people or working with people? You can do the same thing, but do not take my aim in. <laughs> Hands off. So it was really two major things. Is he had a clear goal and he had autonomy. So think of it this way. The clear goal is, hey, Eamon, here's your touchdown. I need you to score a touchdown. Autonomy is like, Eamon, here's your boundaries. That's your budget. How you want to play the game to score the touchdown is up to you. So you've got to give clear goals and autonomy to let these people make these decisions. Because people nowadays, they want to be their own boss. They want to be the CEO. And frankly, the only way they're going to really do things above what you tell them to do is if you leave them alone. And so the clear goals and autonomy just really blew my mind where I'm like, man, the more that I can just give that to everybody at the company and anybody I, I work with, the more that they can play the game however they want. And as long as they know what they need to do to score and where their boundaries are, they're going to go make some touchdowns. Touchdown! All right. So think about that as you're working with people. And number three, take time away. I've done a sabbatical every 18 months while I've been a part of Sumo. I've done India, I've done Thailand, and now I've done Israel. One of the best things is that if you're running a company or you want to run a company, or even if you're just like working at a company, take time away. When you take time away, you actually find out where holes in your business are. And so how you know your company is successful, what real success to me is, is that is your company growing even though you're not around? And so when I left, I still wanted to be involved in Sumo. I love everyone that is here and I love the business. But when I take away, I'm like, well, what parts of the business are lacking? I used to call it a death plan, which is a little too negative, meaning if I died, which parts of the business aren't doing so well. And what you can do is, especially if you travel, don't touch your business for a week. And from that, you can actually make a list of, man, what are all the things going on in the business of why it's not growing? Or maybe it's support, or maybe it's the marketing, or maybe it's development, maybe it's the design, whatever it is. And you could start making this list. And now when you come back, you're like, man, there is so much more opportunity for you to actually go and fix the business and have it grow, whether you're there or not. I'm going to throw in a bonus number four for you, weekly dinners or lunches or activities with new people. I started doing this thing that turned out to be amazing and it was only by accident. I had one friend in Israel named Aviv and I said, man, I really want to build out my network and meet cool people and cool companies that you're going to hear in future episodes. So I hit up Aviv and I said, look, I'm going to buy falafels and wine and I want you to invite five friends over. So he did and he ended up bringing a friend named Shlomi and this guy named Adan and literally I became friends with them. I hung out with them for the rest of the month. And it really dawned on me how it's great to start setting up weekly dinners or lunches or activities with new people. So if you, whatever city you're in, hit up one of your friends, or if you're traveling, hit up a friend and say, hey, can you invite one person to lunch? It's my treat. Or in your own city, set up, I don't know what, bagels and coffee or set up hot dogs and beer. I don't care what it is. But from that, every week I started meeting new people, building deeper relationships, and it seriously enhanced my time in Israel. All right, I'm going to give you a little bit of an appetizer of an upcoming podcast episode with Daniel Schreiber. He is the CEO of a startup called Lemonade.com. Yes, Lemonade. If you haven't heard of them, you will. They're the Airbnb of insurance. They're based in Israel. Really exciting story. Take a listen. It does tie back to Lemonade a bit. Today, we're competing with traditional insurance companies. And when we were first raising money, one of the venture capitalists says to me, aren't you scared to go up against these big insurance brands? And I said, you know, when I was competing against Apple, that was terrifying because that is perhaps the most formidable competitor in the world with the deepest understanding of consumers with the most powerful brand loyalty ever. Insurance doesn't have that kind of dynamic. It's very different. And when you're up against Apple, the trick is not to presume to be able to play at their game, not to even try it. You're not going to do design better than Steve Jobs, and you're not going to do software better than them, and you're not going to do manufacturing better than them. 
but there are things that they're not good at. They're not good at low end. They're not good at sub hundred dollar devices. That's it for now. Tune into my next episode to hear my full conversation with Daniel Schreiber and his amazingly sexy accent, who's the CEO and co-founder of Lemonade.com. 